Is China the most racist country in the world? This is a special audio-only podcast, and it's an expansion to my Friday video. So I would like to welcome everybody who's listening to this, and I'll catch you at the end. Racism. It's a word that many are afraid of. It's a powerful word that's often used to assert dominance over people, wielded incorrectly as a weapon by the weak of character to win unwinnable arguments and to besmirch the character of people they dislike or are afraid of. Let's get one thing straight. Real racism is nasty, and I know what real racism is. I grew up in South Africa during the abolishment of apartheid, and I witnessed some of the most savage acts of violence, death, and inhumanity possible inflicted on both sides of the struggle. I'm not talking about petty, perceived discrimination, name-calling, or entitlement here. I'm talking about necklacing, setting people on fire, stoning of pregnant women, bombing of train stations and public places, revenge attacks against the innocent, and random violence against people based solely on the color of their skin. I have been exposed to racism and discrimination my entire life. And I can cut through the shit and know how to separate real racism from the now very common bullshit outrage culture of you said something which hurt someone's feelings style of racism. And I'm talking about the white people getting offended on behalf of other random races and other races getting, you know, offended on behalf of some other races, that kind of thing. That's what we're seeing a lot of these days. Either way, after leaving South Africa, I thought that I would no longer have to deal with a society riddled with hate and discrimination. I was, however, incredibly shocked when moving to China to see just how blatantly open racism was. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. It shocked me because I was used to having to walk on eggshells when discussing the topic of race. But in China, it's just something that's out there in the open. So, for instance... When introducing myself to Chinese people, I would be asked where I'm from. Actually, I'd usually be told, you're from XYZ. They would say things like, or you know, that kind of thing, which means, are you Russian or you're American, aren't you? You know, that kind of thing. But when I would say that I was South African, I would 100% of the time get a very confused, but you're not black response. And, you know, after a lengthy explanation as to why I wasn't black, I'd usually get a good because black people are bad type of response. I was very uncomfortable with this. And unfortunately, this was the attitude of the vast majority of people in mainland China. And yes, I said it, the vast majority. You see, usually in cases of open racism like this, you can always kind of say, oh, it's only a few people. You know, it's a couple of bad eggs that have this kind of idea, the the outliers, you know. And that way you can kind of exclude an entire group of people from being bad or having a bad trait because it's only a few nasty ones. However, in this case, this kind of discrimination, this kind of open discrimination, specifically against black people and Indian people, um, and we'll get into some of the others later, is actually the vast majority of mainland Chinese people. I'm saying 99% of all Chinese people that I spoke to from all different walks of life would have something derogatory to say about black people when I mentioned that I was South African. Me being white meant that I was the kind of foreigner that they like. And almost immediately I'd be told how 
other races are inferior and they have all sorts of things are quite common to hear in china like oh indian people smell bad um black people are scary and look like this etc etc the fact of the matter is though i would still receive discrimination now I've mentioned it before, a lot of it was positive discrimination. Because I was a white foreigner, I would be invited to people's tables, uh, invited to drink for free, um, I'd be given special attention. This, however, is not something that I was looking for and not something that I enjoyed, especially after a while it starts to grate. And it leads to situations where you can't even have a meal peacefully with your wife at a restaurant without being accosted by a shirtless man trying to kiss you. Now, the reason I talk about all of this is because I would like to talk about the current signs and attitudes towards foreigners right now in mainland China. There's always been discrimination. And like I said, though, it can be positive discrimination. But a very tried and true tactic used by the Communist Party of China is that whenever they make a mistake... They will lay the blame solely on the shoulders of foreigners. It's something that's actually been going on for centuries. And if you read up about the Boxer Rebellion, you'll see it was started in a very similar way. Basically, when there's a problem domestically in China, the easiest way to deflect the anger of the local populace is to point fingers at someone else. So what happens in a crisis like this? Well, the CCP made a huge mistake and really bungled and mishandled the whole thing in the beginning when it comes to the coronavirus, the Wuhan coronavirus. So what do they do? Easy. They start to plant little seeds of doubt and they start to plant these little conspiracy theories about, oh, guess what? It probably came from America. And when they don't blatantly plant these seeds, they secretly fan the flames of these conspiracies by not taking down these posts, by not doing anything about them, allowing them to spread. And remember, This is a government that will immediately purge the internet of any kind of conspiracy or bad talk about the Communist Party of China or China. However, when there's things going viral with millions and millions of views saying that, oh, the virus probably came from America, it gets left alone, it gets shared, and it gets allowed to just grow out of proportion. And that's what they secretly want to happen. You see, what happens is when the government allows this kind of rhetoric to grow and these ideas and these conspiracy theories, and especially now that they're saying that they've eradicated the virus and all the new cases of the virus are, in quotation marks, imported cases, foreigners bringing the virus back into China, what they fail to mention is that 99% of those so-called imported cases are actually Chinese nationals returning to China, running to China because China's now being seen as the safe place to go. That's another thing that they keep telling everyone. Hey, the rest of the world's now completely infected. Come back to China. We're the only safe place in the world. So, of course, a lot of Chinese nationals around the world are um, believing this 100% and they hop on a plane and they fly back to China, this so-called safe haven, bringing infections along with them. So now what's happening is businesses And public facilities, many places, are not actually allowing foreigners to enter the premises or to use their facilities, which is absolute nonsense. Because, unfortunately, the majority of the foreigners who are now victim to this discrimination are actually foreigners who didn't leave China in the first place. These are the guys who stuck it through when China was going through the tough times. These are the foreigners that said, you know what, China, I've got your back. I'm going to stay here. 
you know, we're in this together and they sat through the quarantines and they did everything that they were told. And now they're being told, sorry, it doesn't matter. Even if you have a clean bill of health, even if you have your little Star of David QR code that proves that you're a a healthy and non-sick foreigner, you're not allowed into our karaoke uh, bar. You're not allowed into our supermarket. You're not allowed into our hairdresser, you know, our barbershop. Sorry, but you're just not allowed into our restaurant. You're a foreigner. You get to sit outside. Your Chinese husband and Chinese child can sit inside the restaurant, but you, because you're a foreigner, have to sit outside. Your family can bring you a little dog bowl of food. You know, this is stuff that's happening right now. You're getting banners put up where they are encouraging the spread of the virus in America and Japan. This banner, which I posted on my Instagram you know, last week, says... We are. We warmly congratulate the spread of the virus in America, and may it last for a very, very long time in Japan. These kind of racist, openly racist things. No foreigners allowed. Posters on businesses, hotels saying, even through official tweets, that they've been given a mandate from the government not to allow foreigners from different countries, regardless of their medical history, to stay. You need to wake up. As someone who knows what real racism is, this is real racism. You're not Chinese. You're not allowed. So let me put this into perspective for you. If you are a returning Chinese citizen who has been in Italy or has been in the United States or any of the current hotspots where the virus is spreading, you go back, you sit through your 14-day quarantine, and then you can go into a restaurant or you can go into a hotel. However, a foreigner who didn't leave China, sat through the quarantine, has a clean bill of health, has his little QR code and everything, he may not enter that same restaurant or that same hotel because they say no one from the USA who has a USA nationality or 21 other countries is allowed to enter our hotel. This is nothing more than blatant racism and discrimination. If we were to put up a sign saying no Chinese allowed, no blacks allowed, no whites allowed, no Indians allowed, no anything allowed on a restaurant or a hotel or a barbershop, pretty much anywhere in the world, the entire collective Western civilization would have an aneurysm. That particular place would receive So much crap. It would be shut down. People would be out in the streets protesting. You know, people would get arrested. People would lose their jobs. You know how it goes. And we do see this kind of reaction to even minor incidents of perceived racism around the world. So why is it that in China they can blatantly say no foreigners allowed? And that means you. Anyone who's not Chinese. Why is it that we accept this? Why are we not calling them out? Why is it that we're constantly being told that it's actually the poor Chinese people around the world who are suffering from discrimination at the moment and racism? I'm going to tell you why. Because the Chinese Communist Party wants it to be this way. The Chinese Communist Party will punch you and at the same time cry out, Why are you punching me? Look at what they've done with this entire crisis. They unleashed this virus on the world. And make no mistake, it is China's fault. 
the Chinese Communist Party, I should say. And again, when I say China, I mean the government. So please, I'm never directing my anger or any of my criticisms towards Chinese people in general, because usually the bad behavior that's put forth by the Chinese people is there only because it's been directed or allowed to happen by Chinese society, which is directly under control of the Chinese government. So they unleashed this virus on the world by number one, keeping it under wraps, destroying evidence, silencing whistleblowers, fudging the numbers, bending the arm of the WHO to say that it wasn't a big thing, don't stop trade, don't stop flights. When countries were starting to talk about banning flights coming in from China, screaming racism and discrimination, the same thing that they themselves have been doing, of course. So they unleash this virus on the world. And what do they do? Look at them now. They're blaming the rest of the world for bringing the virus back into China. They're trying to promote conspiracy theories that it is, in fact, America that created this virus. And so, once again, they accuse others of doing what they are very blatantly and out in the open doing. So, yes, they're discriminating against foreigners. They're being xenophobic and racist. But what do they do? They cry racism as if every Chinese person around the world is suddenly being discriminated against, which, by the way, is a bunch of bollocks. I'm not going to downplay these incidents of racism that some Asians have been experiencing around the globe. But I'm going to point one very, very special and poignant thing out. These acts of racism towards Asians around the world are not condoned by society as a whole. When you hear about people being called names in America because they're of Asian descent and it makes them feel uncomfortable, what happens? The entire mainstream media erupts condemning this. Society as a whole condemns it. I don't know anyone who agrees with this being a good thing. If someone has been racially abused, spat at, sworn at, anything like that, everybody, myself included, condemns whichever jerk has gone out and done that. This is the big difference, is that when there's discrimination and racism in China, it is condoned, it is tacitly approved by the government because nothing is done about it. These restaurants, these hotels, these supermarkets are actively told by the governments not to let foreigners in. And we know this because we've seen actual mandates. Here is an example of a hotel that was told by the government that they're not to allow people of different certain nationalities and they have a list to stay there. Regardless of whether or not they have a clean bill of health, regardless of whether they've been tested negative and gone through quarantine, they're still not allowed to stay. And that's the big difference. So while you get people on the internet now constantly crying racism and xenophobia because there have been some racial incidences against Asians in America and various other places, what they fail to mention is that nobody is supporting the, those attacks. Nobody is saying that those attacks are good or should be. Certainly aren't any governments going out there and saying, yes, you should have a racial bias against people of Asian descent. However, in China, the government is saying you should exclude foreigners from these facilities. Yes, 
Foreigners are the ones bringing the virus back in. Society as a whole is actually encouraging these people putting these signs up because nobody says anything. In Chinese society, the way things work is people do not like confrontation. And to be honest, because of the rhetoric from the government, I'm sure that most people think it's safer not to allow foreigners into bars and restaurants and things anyway. So they're probably quite happy about it. So you've got a society that's condoning the xenophobia and racism, and you've got a government that is allowing it to continue and allowing these biases to be uh, put forth and allowing this xenophobia and this racism. And you know how they're allowing it is because they're not putting a stop to it. And we all know that the Chinese government has the power to put a stop to anything. I've seen it with my own eyes countless times. If they decide that there are going to be no street vendors this week, they will put a stop to the street vendors this week. They will go out and clean up the streets. If they decide businesses are not allowed to be racist and xenophobic against foreigners, they will stop businesses from being racist and xenophobic against foreigners. So once again, to make it clear, the difference between these acts of racial discrimination that we've been seeing in the Western world against Asians compared to these acts of racial discrimination we're seeing against foreigners of all different ethnicities other than Chinese, of course, in China. The difference is that one is condoned by both the state and society and actively encouraged, and the other is condemned by society as a whole and looked down upon. Now, let's not fall into the trap of hatred here. Being the target of racial discrimination and racism is one of the most dehumanizing things that can ever happen to a person. I've had to deal with it my entire life, in one form or the other. In fact, even in my adult years, I still deal with it all the, all the time. People say, well, you're a white South African, so you must be racist. It must be a part of you. Now, if that's not a form of racial discrimination, I don't know what is. What if I was a Chinese South African? Would people say the same thing to me? Or if I was an Indian South African? I would say not. That is in itself the definition of racism. I got over it a long time ago. Because sometimes you just have to deal with the fact that the majority of the world is ignorant to your own experiences. And they will judge you based on the color of your skin and your nationality. What we don't want to do here is we don't want to get into a situation where we allow this kind of state and society condoned racism to flourish. We cannot sit back and accept it. We have to hold the Chinese Communist Party to task. They must clean their own house before they go out screaming and shouting racism. Right now, I firmly believe that China, out of all the countries I've ever lived in, is the only country that openly condones racism. And as such, I will call it the most racist country in the world. Thank you, everybody, for indulging my long-winded chat. I hope that I've shed a little bit of light on the subject. And um, I hope you enjoyed the video on Friday. Occasionally, you may see more of these voice-only podcasts released on our ADV podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio slash channel. So keep an eye out for them. I suspect that uh, Seamilk will be releasing some too in the future. We're just happy that we can bring a little bit of understanding to all of you right now, especially during this tough time. So wherever you are, stay safe. I hope your family and friends and neighbors and everyone else are safe too.
And of course, stay awesome.